First in the morning, SAFM Sunrise with Stephen Grutis. Ten after seven. Good morning. Well, again, in the rising heat and the dryness of spring on the high felt over the September and October period, Randwater, Joburg Water, others asking people to use less water and suggestions that some reservoirs may be close to running dry. That led to problems in at least two hospitals in Joburg. You heard about that on Monday. Yesterday, you heard the member of the Mayoral Committee for Energy, Water and Sanitation in Ekoroleni, the EFF's La Shaka claiming uh, without evidence that Rand Water's policy was sort of a political sabotage, almost politically deliberate. Professor Mike Muller is a former Director General in the Department of Water Affairs and now is a visiting adjunct professor at the Witt School of Governance. Professor Muller, good morning. Morning. Good morning to you, Stephen, and to your listeners. We know the Val Dam has plenty of water. The Stagfontein Dam, which supplies the Val Dam, is around, I think, 98, 99% full. And here we are being told to save water again. Why does this keep happening? Um, the simple answer is that Rand Water is doing the right thing, <laughs> doing what the department is telling it to. Uh, Stephen, it's important to understand that we have a set of dams that can provide a certain amount of water and will give security even if there is a drought. And that means that even if the dams are full, and correctly, you know, Val, uh, the, the, the Lesotho Dam, Stackfontein, and a couple of other dams are all very full for this time of the year. We are going into an El Nino weather system. Doesn't mean that there will be a drought. It means there's a likelihood there's a drought. And if there's two or three years of drought, those full dams are not enough to provide enough water for the people of Gauteng and the people in surrounding areas who depend on Randwater. So for some time now, Randwater has been told the maximum you can take, and it's 600 uh, million cubic meters a day or something, you know, it's a large number. 1600 is what they call it because they've got a project 1600, which says on average, we've got to keep water supply at or below that level. Otherwise, we risk if there's a drought running out and we do not want to run out of water. We don't want to be like Cape Town. So who decides how much, I mean, who places the limit? Is that the national department that says, look, we've got to think long term here. You can't take too much. This is how we're going to do it. Okay, so there's two questions. The the National Department runs uh, some rather good computer models which have proved to be very accurate and says this is how much we can afford to take until, of course, the Podihati Dam in Lesotho is ready, which case things will change and we'll be able to take more again. But you remember that was delayed. We won't go into why. Um, but once you've said this is how much water is available, Randwater has the unenviable task of now saying well, who gets how much? And I think that's where the fight is. And that's why EFF is, you know, waving a red flag and saying they're taking, uh, you know, they, we, we're being prejudiced. But so is Trani and so is, so is Johannesburg. You know, um, everyone is being put on a constraint. What's not happening is people are not explaining how that is worked out. So obviously, you know, you'll have a political party saying, oh, we're being prejudiced because we're the wrong political party, which is not correct. But it would be very helpful if Randwater and the department and the metros would all sit down together and tell us this is how we've reached these numbers. And this is why in most cases, not in all cases, this is why in most cases there are restrictions. We have to recognize there are pockets in all those metros where there are other local problems. And, you know, we, we mustn't get them confused. But the big problem is, hey, there may be an El Nino coming, and if there is, we've got to stay within those secure limits. 
those secure limits are the 1600 but Randwater has got to tell us how they've shared out this, uh, this amount uh, between the different uh, uh, consumers. And I think that's probably one of the, the outstanding items. Um, so last year, and I remember when this happened quite clearly, there were sort of, you know, water restrictions. There sort of still are. And we were told to cut back. And then it started to rain. So if it doesn't start to rain, do these restrictions, this limit, just stay in place for all, you know, forever? What well, it, it, we are going to require to stay below the consumption of around 2018. We're going to have to keep at that level of consumption until there is more supply from Lesotho, and that is currently scheduled to be 2018. And for uh, for a, a 2028, and for a change, we can say at least the project is starting. They are actually building the dam and the tunnel, but we haven't increased the capacity of the system. The risk is due to the limited capacity, and you don't want to increase your risk. Now, you know, this was told uh, with uh, Gillian Maria of the Gauteng City Regional Observatory. We wrote a report for the Gauteng government back in 2018-2019, at which we warned that, you know, this is what's going to have to happen. People are going to uh, have to live within these limits. The municipalities were called to a meeting, but, you know, I, I suspect the municipal management has changed at least five times in most of those metros since that meeting in 2019, 2020. And even then, they weren't particularly interested. We don't have to do something tomorrow. Well, that's fine. We'll, we'll just carry on. But now it's beginning to bite because the population of Gauteng, the water consumption of those extra people, it's grown. And the amount of water available has remained the same. So... Gauteng was warned, uh, the municipalities didn't do very much, and now they are finding that they have to do it, because otherwise whole areas, as is happening in Ekuraleni, get cut off. But they really urgently need to have a conversation between the metros and uh, Randwater to say, how have you worked out, how are you taking the decisions about where you, the water goes that you, you've got? Um, are you sure you're being fair? Because I don't think people understand how that's being done. It's a little like the beginning of load shedding, where no one quite understood uh, how ESCOM was taking these decisions and then how the municipalities were uh, taking their decisions. We're in that kind of position with the water in Gauteng at the moment. Um, with load shedding, it's interesting because it did take us a while, you're right, to, to, to sort of, it's a good way of understanding it. It took us a while to understand it. Um, in Joburg, and I presume Ekuruleni as well, there may be a sort of lack of incentive. And let me just explain what I mean. The lower you are, the more likely you are to have water for longer when a reservoir runs dry. The higher you are, the more likely your taps will run dry more quickly, which is why certain residents in, say, Hurst Hill, for example, end up always being without water because they're on a hill. Um, so that means there's no incentive for people at the bottom of hills in Joburg to save water because they're likely to have water almost no matter what. And I can't see any way around that. Well, that is that is exactly why it was a, a, a really important to start the program of getting poor people to use water more carefully, um, to use less of it uh, way back when, because it water is difficult. It's not like electricity, exactly as you say. You can switch it off at the you know at the source, but the, the lucky people at the bottom carry on getting some, and the people at the top are the first to lose. 
lose and the last to get when it comes back. So you can't do water shedding like you do electricity load shedding. If you are going to do that, and it's very bad practice, it does all sorts of damage and it carries certain risks. But uh, we don't want to get to that uh, water cutting uh, process. But the only way to avoid it is if people do use less. So those restrictions about gardening and not washing cars and not washing pavements with hose pipes, which drives me crazy, uh, those things are really important because that's, uh, you know, the one of the reasons we start seeing shortages now is because of nice and sunny and warm and we've got our gardens just getting ready to bloom and we're being told to cut back on water. And the answer is, if you're going to use water, if you use a watering can, be very precise about how you use it and where you use it. And there's a limit to what you can use for gardens because this region is going to be water short for the next six years uh, five or six years, I'd say. Um, and we better get used to living with it. Professor Mike Mullett, thank you so much. Really appreciate the time. Former Director General in the Water, Depart- Water Affairs Department and a visiting adjunct professor at the Witz School of Governance. 19 minutes after seven.